Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane, And I'm Rick Romlick. Welcome to the nice show. Lead on. Thank you. Hey, Rob, can you can you spell my last name, please? <laughs> Any chance you can... We've only known each other G-R-A-U-M-L-I-C. for... A-U-M-L-I-C. <laughs> Here's where it gets tricky. It's easy to forget this, <laughs> but it's going to be a K. No. <laughs> oh, I mean an H. Nice Dang it. try. Nice try. I asked Rob for like this letter of recommendation earlier or last week. He's like, hey, man, get that right over to me. Shoots, me to, shoots it over to me, and he spells my last name wrong. <laughs> it was only on the title of the of the file. I was like, did I seriously do that? And I looked funny. at the letter just to make sure the whole letter was spelled right. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, but yeah, for yeah. some reason, right. I spelled Subconsciously. Like the traditional way. Yeah. The traditional way. Yeah. For a little Freudian slip there, right? Yeah, okay. Okay, so it's whatever. <laughs> No worries, no worries. But it was funny. That's good. Because uh, we've known each other for a long time. Now, yeah. I will say I have a much more difficult last name to spell than, than you do, and I don't hold that against you. Um, it's yeah. just the luck of the draw on that one. I appreciate that. Mine is often misspelled, though, probably almost as much as yours. Probably, yeah, because everyone asks how to spell my name. No one, like... Yeah, no one asks me. They're just like, oh, okay, C-A-N-E or C-A-I-N, if they think oh, I'm a, a lot biblical of character. No kidding. Yeah. Um, no case, huh? Yeah. I I decided the other day that I wasn't even going to say what my last name was. I was just going to start spelling it. So people Dude. ask me for my e- yeah. email yep. instead of being like Kane, and that's K-A-N like Nancy, E. Yeah. I just stop. I just go K-A. Yeah. Say my first name, K-A-N-E. Yeah. Like Dude, I... Done saying it because yeah. they start to press C and then they have to backspace and... Uh, it's poor, poor rascals. Yeah. First world problems. Yeah. I, I would agree. And this is a first mm-hmm. world for now. This is the first world for now. And this is the first world um, problem that, well, a first world problem that is actually a whole world problem at this point is the coronavirus, mm. which it looks like you're still healthy. Uh, I think so, yeah. You? Yeah, I, I seem to be. We don't know so. for for a while, supposedly. Praise Jesus for that. Right. Yeah. So that is good. By the time this drops, that might not be the case. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah, but, that's true. Um, another news: It looks like you are you are broadcasting from your new home. I am. That's new. It is new. We've that's been, exciting. Yeah, I've been working on this place. A little bit of a fixer upper, and um, by God's grace, we made a lot of progress. We're just gonna call you guys. Awesome. Call you guys, Chip and Joanna, over there. You should. I mean, Chip and Joanna, they'll get on our level soon enough. But yeah, I mean, yeah. if you want to demote us by saying that, sure, <laughs> you can call us that. I, more like I should. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, for new listeners, that's a complete joke. For being very sarcastic here, and let us. Why don't we j- jump into the topic, man? What are we talking about today? Okay, so wait. Before we get that, I have a I have a trivia question for you. Okay. Okay. I was talking with some fellows the other day over distance. You know, social distancing. I think it was online or something. Um, that's very social distancing on, on the line. Um, <laughs> Could you, off the top of your head, without looking up, could you name the twelve disciples? Oh no! Isn't that I'll just spare myself the embarrassment. Isn't that the, like we we're talking about? It, I'm like, huh? I don't know if I could. And like we put our heads together and we came up with I think eleven, which is pitiful. But it's it's the twelve disciples that that founded the church. Yeah. And we're like, uh, you know, it's not like there's fifty of them. It's not like. You, we need to memorize like their first name, their last name, and their three descendants. Like, 
it's just it's twelve names. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, did you do the Ten Commandments? Um, I'm working on it. So okay. yeah, um, I came up with a not in order. I can't so do them in like, order I'm, yet. So I can do them in order, but I'm like I'm like all about mnemonic devices, uh, and so I came up with a goofy one that is almost helpful to nobody but myself. So thank you. I think we've talked about it on the pod before, but I don't think so. Regardless, um, I think I think what we're really trying to get at when we ask these kinds of questions is that if you can't do these things, then you're probably not a Christian. No, no, that's not, so, or else I would be not a Christian. No? Well, I mean, I think I think that just by being able to list those things off means you're a Christian. Oh, uh, yeah, then you're in. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Or, yeah. or if you have Which, them hanging in your wall, on your house or somewhere. Yeah, or that, or that, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's one or the other, but if you have both, then it's you're and skipping the whole purgatory point. and you're skipping you're like caught up in the fifth heaven or whatever. Exactly. And that brings us to our topic <laughs> of liberty of conscience. Oh, I see what you did so, there. I tried. Yeah, yeah, I tried. It's a little bit of a roundabout. People probably took think the that long I'm route really, there. But. Yeah, that did take the long <laughs> route. What my mom would call it toot root back in the day. <laughs> a toot root? Yeah, that's what she called them. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing. Let's just get home. I want to get home, play street hockey. I got my friends. I want to play baseball. <laughs> Stop going the long way home. And now, dude, I love going the long way home. What? In some ways, I've become my mother. Well, that's what happens because you partially are your mother. <laughs> Her blood runs in your veins. But I want to get you back know, to the name part of Toot Root. Is that, dude? I literally have no idea. Could you how that name came about? Could you? <laughs> there's so. <laughs> I see where you're going. <laughs> there's so many different options here. There are. Could you there's do some lot. research for us and figure out? Uh, what that I can means? try to do some research. Right. Yeah, I'll try Listeners, and find out we will, what, we will circle back came from. Uh, to the toot root uh, next episode and figure that out. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. I got to write that down. All right. Yeah, so we are talking about uh, liberty of conscience today. Uh, we are working our, our way through the confessions, and which is a bigger deal. If you've been uh, with us with for any amount of time, you know that we have been joyfully trudging through the confessions using the abstract of principles of 1858. Trudging joyfully. Trudging such a negative term. Joyfully. Okay. Okay. Think about yeah. Anyway, um, keep going. And after today, we have three more. We have liberty of conscience today, resurrection, judgment, and salvation. Some biggies. So hot diggity dog. We are excited to uh, wrap this thing up strong. Hmm. Okay, so uh, when we talk about liberty of conscience, what we're talking about is... Statue um, of Liberty's conscience. It has one. Yes. Yep, exactly. Uh, Conscience. Conscience. See, I need to remember that because I keep spelling that one wrong. Liberty of conscious. (laughs) Liberty of (laughs) science. Yeah. Um, So what we're getting at is some Christians will um, look at the scriptures... And they will gather from what they read that it is prudent for them to avoid certain things. Mm -hmm. And other Christians will read that same text and they will say, no, I think I can enjoy this particular thing. And so what happens is some Christians create what's called legalisms for themselves to protect themselves from falling into sin. Um, But however, sometimes those can go and be abusive where you start to say things like I was joking around earlier saying that if you can't name the Ten Commandments or if you can't name the disciples and you're probably not a Christian, that would be an example of a legalism in its abusive form. Um, so we'll, we're going to get into that a little bit today, uh, but 
let's start off by reading the 1858 abstract mm-hmm. of principles. The New Hampshire doesn't have a section on this, so we're not going to read that, but we will read the abstract and then we'll pull something out of the London, 1689 London Baptist and the 1647 or 1646, mm. um, depending on which source you look at, mm-hmm. Westminster. So, Rick, you want me to read it or you want to read it? Yeah, I'll read it. Uh, it says, God alone is Lord of the conscience, and he hath left it free from the doctrines and commandments of men, which are in anything contrary to his word or not containing contained in it. Civil magistrates being ordained of God, subjection civil magistrates being ordained of, of God. Thank you. Subjection in all lawful things commanded by them ought to be yielded by us in the Lord, not only for wrath, but also for the conscience' sake. Mm. Cool. Rick, we've got some verses yeah. that we think do a good job of supporting Mm-hmm. Some of the things that are said in these passages. And when I highlighted this portion that I was going to talk about, I was actually thinking of the passage of Scripture that you're going to read. Oh, okay. Definitely. So if you if you want to pull that up, man, now would be a great time. This is Rick shuffling his Bible. <sighs> All right. You can hear the pages turning. I turned right to it. Who would know? Did, I opened my Bible it. and turned right to it. Stop it right now. Let me now. guess. Wait, wait, for a second. wait. You want me to go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 8? Am I right or am I right? It's like you're it's like you're reading my mind. Whew, all right. Here's what it says. Two eight of Colossians. Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit based on human tradition, based on the elements of the world rather than Christ. Then verse sixteen through the rest of the chapter says, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you in in regard to food and drink, or in the matter of a festival or a new moon, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of what was to come. The, substan- the substance is Christ. Let no one condemn you by delighting in ascetic practices, in the worship of angels, claiming access to a visionary realm. Such people are inflated and in, in by empty notions of their unspiritual mind. Those harsh words. He doesn't he doesn't hold on to the head from whom the whole body, nourished and held together by its ligaments and tendons, grows with, gro- with growth from God. If you died with Christ to these elements of this world, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. All these regulations refer to what is destined to perish by being used up. They are human commands and doctrines. Although these have a reputation for wisdom by promoting self-made religion, false humility, and severe treatment of the body, they are not of any value in curbing self-indulgences. Indulgence. Hmm. It's... Yeah. Peter, or Paul, takes pulls no punches when he's dealing with people who, who are putting their pride or are saying, hey, you need to trust in these... The philosophy of man or these elements and you know 
uh, was Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new in the world. And we see this mm-hmm. with today with the modern, like, you need, to, you need to think these kind of thoughts, you need to have this good self-talk, you need to have this repetition, um, like almost these, not incantations, but these, um, like, quotes you say to yourself, you know. These people who say, if you can just think this way, or if you can just stop doing this thing and doing that thing, you can modify where you're at, then you can grow and overcome. And, and Paul's like, no, you, those do nothing to curb your self-indulgence or, or yourself, your flesh. They actually enchain you into because it makes you more prideful. That's my thought on those passages. I don't know where you're going with that, Rob. No, yeah, that Hit the nail on the head. You dude. didn't um, ask me for commentary, but I gave it. I appreciate the commentary. If, if there was one commentary, Rick, I could buy. Yeah, it'd be the one that you're writing right now, because I know you're working. Did on Did you know one. that? I, was, I just wrote all that down right now. How'd you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, same way you knew where I was going to tell you to go in the, in the passage. Um, it was on the same way. I think it man. says something about that in um, no ascetic practices in the worship. of Yeah, access a visionary realm. Yeah, exactly. See, we just know where we're going, because I was actually going to pull out the ascetic practices portion. So, that that word, ascetic, ascetic it comes from asceticism, which mm-hmm. in the ESV, that's what it says, asceticism. And that is essentially just avoiding things, good things that mm-hmm. maybe the Lord has given to his people. It's just a almost like a self-abasement. Yeah. So, I'm not going to do these things that otherwise would be um, a gift. And so, I mean, one of those things would be a hot topic in Christianity would be alcohol or um, tobacco, whether that's cigars or pipe smoking or whatever. Um, some tattoos. of it is tattoos or even music or, or movies. Women that do. You ever hear that joke? What? Don't yeah, sm- stay away from women who smoke, drink, or have tattoos, and don't or something like don't smoke, drink, and get tattoos, or date women who do, or something like that. Yeah, Rick. Rick, that's a pretty sexist thing to say. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying I believe in it because my wife has a tattoo. <laughs> she doesn't chew tobacco. I, I will say, thankfully, she's she's not a skull gal. Not yet. Copenhagen. <laughs> she got that Copenhagen ring. <laughs> okay, uh, side note. She do pouch. She do pouches. She, yeah, she does the raw. <laughs> I saw uh, this is random, but I saw this meme today of. <laughs> It said, um, bro country music, like, and it had a guy sitting beside a trash can with headphones on, the headphones were, like, plugged into the trash can. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that, that's bro country for you. That, that's about right. Anyway, um, uh, so, so, hot topics. Yeah. Hot topic. I mean, hot topic was controversial back in the day. Remember that? Yeah. Don't go into hot topic. Um, <laughs> the mall store. So, yeah, these... There, there were people even in Paul's day who were avoiding things. They were, um, they were, what, what he says, delighting in ascetic practices, and and he's telling them like, don't don't let anyone condemn you for that, right? Um, and and so there are things in the Christian life that we will, for the sake of killing sin and living faithfully to Christ, on a personal level, we'll say, you know what, I'm just I'm just gonna avoid that thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you don't have any of those things in your life, that should cause you to question something. Like if, yeah, if, you have to, now, if you don't have to put any parameters up, then that's a problem. Yeah, and now one of the things that we would definitely want to um, caution listeners from hearing is we're not saying that Scripture isn't clear on what is sin and what's not sin. Scripture is, is very clear mm-hmm. 
on many areas that the Lord just forbids us from partaking in because it is a an act of rebellion against his design. And so those areas, we can't say, oh, well, my conscience isn't bothered, so therefore I'm going to do these things, even though Scripture clearly, even though God's Word, the words of God clearly say that he's not pleased with those mm-hmm. things. You can't just say, oh, my conscience trumps that. Right, right. So, And it's, it's um, important to note that this idea of asceticism and, and to, you know, with, like to hold back so that you... Um, can have visions or alter your being is a very Eastern religion idea that you can abstain. I mean, we see this with um, Buddhism and Hinduism, that you're going to abstain to almost to put yourself into this new mental state so that you can enter in and deal in a new uh, mental kind of um, way of doing your life. And it's, it's ridiculous, for one. Um, but it creates this pride that, like, Hey, I'm do I'm doing this work in a sense. I'm making this effort, or I am abstaining in a way. And you put your identity or your your just your pride in that, and you can just as easily stumble from your um, pridefully abstaining from something as much as you could yeah. from indulging in something. And I, yeah, I mean, I mean, he says right there, like, let no one condemn you. Mm-hmm. Like there are there are people who were condemning what they were doing or building themselves up um when paul actually and he talks about this in romans 14 which i'm getting ready to read but he talks about how what we should be doing is is doing making every effort Mm -hmm. even with our liberties to build one another up so if my if i don't have any personal conviction um that it's sinful or maybe even not that it's sinful, but that maybe it wouldn't be wise for me to partake in alcohol. If that, if I think partaking in alcohol is fine and I'm not getting drunk, because Scripture clearly says that getting drunk is sinful, but if I'm just enjoying it as God's good gift, but let's say my brother in Christ doesn't agree with that, right. and actually he thinks that partaking in alcohol is is a form of sin. In any, in any way, partaking in alcohol is a form of sin us being in the same room or at the same location like it would be more loving for me to just say you know what for the, for his sake I'm not going to partake because mm-hmm. I want to build up mm-hmm. the body rather than flaunt my liberty right so I'm going to read Romans 14 Rick if you have any more any more commentary mm. on Colossians 2 by no means do I want to cut you short I was just going to say in, in verse 8 it says you know be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit um, I, I don't think what Paul's saying is that philosophy is is empty, and people can make that connection where, oh, if it has to do anything with philosophy, it's empty. No, we are clearly mm. compelled to be thinkers, and, and we're logical, sequential, linear thinkers by design. We're not circular yeah. thinkers, um, and so don't take that passage out of context and say, hey, look, we, we don't need to worry about philosophy. That's not what he's saying. Yeah. That's kind of a caution, but yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it says, it says there... Um, philosophy and empty deceit based on human tradition Mm -hmm. based on the elements of the world rather than christ so philosophy um thinking through things all of that should be rooted in christ who is the substance which talks about there um 
but yeah, that, that's a good word for sure. But let me read Romans 14 here, and I'm going to read the whole thing, guys. <laughs> Buckle in. Buckle so up. we've only done this a couple times where I've read this long of a passage, and maybe it was never this long, but this is 23 verses. Uh, wait. And, and, I, and I was talking with a friend one time just about this, and, and he was like super open-handed open, hand, open handed about like, you know what, like I'm convinced that I shouldn't partake in alcohol, um, but I don't I don't think it's wrong for someone else to. Um, and I was, I was like, let me just, if it's okay, let me just read you Romans 14. And he was like, yeah, I love that. And, and we read Romans 14, and afterwards he was like, that was really helpful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, what a, what a humble attitude yeah. to have, just to let the scriptures rule and reign over your life. Um, and just to have like a, a willingness to not approach God's word with your mind made up, but to let God's word shape what you think. So, Romans 14. Here we go. This is Paul. Accept anyone who is weak in faith, but don't argue about disputed matters. One person believes he may eat anything, while one who is weak eats only vegetables. One who eats must not look down on one who does not eat, and one who does not eat must not judge one who does, because God has accepted him. Who are you to judge another's household servant? Before his own Lord he stands or falls, and he will stand, because the Lord is able to make him stand. One person judges one day to be more important than another day. Someone else judges every day to be the same. Let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. Whoever observes the day observes it for the honor of the Lord. Whoever eats, eats for the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. And whoever does not eat, it is for the Lord that he does not eat it, and he gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for himself, and no one dies for himself. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and returned to life for this that he might be Lord over both the dead and the living. But you, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will give praise to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us no longer judge one another. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Still, to someone who considers a thing to be unclean, to that one it is unclean. For your brother or sister is hurt by what you eat. For if your brother or sister is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy by what you eat someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be slandered. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God and receives human approval. So then, 
let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. Do not tear down God's work because of food. Everything is clean, but it is wrong to make someone fall by what he eats. It is a good thing not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble. Whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves, but whoever doubts stands condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith, and everything that is not from faith is sin. Tons we could get there. There's a lot there. But he even pulls out, like, meat Mm -hmm. and wine, Mm -hmm. things that were obviously already being debated among the people. So meat, we, we, we see that in 1 Corinthians 8. Which don't worry, I'm not gonna read a whole another chapter. But Paul is <laughs> oh, talking. He's gonna to the read again. <laughs> More of God's word. Oh my Jeez. gosh! Wow. Um, yeah, Paul talks to the Corinthians in chapter eight and lets them know, like, hey, uh, don't eat meat that's sacrificed to idols if you're if it's gonna mess with your your brother or your sister. Yeah. Like, and if they think that that meat was sacrificed to an idol and you're gonna make them fall by what you do, like, then just don't eat it. Like and he tells them, we know that there are there, like there's no meat that is sacrificed to a god because the only living god is the god of Israel. However, um, like if it messes with your brother or sister, then just avoid it. Just don't eat it for their sake. Mm-hmm. And so and, and he he picks that up again here. Like hey, one person considers one day to be better than the other. I, I like I think of Sabbatarians mm-hmm. who are fully convinced that. Uh, the Lord's Day, Sunday, should be kept in a way where you don't do anything um, but spend time um, honoring, meditating, uh, thinking about ways to grow closer to the Lord. And, like, praise God for our Sabbatarian brothers and sisters. Um, I'm not a Sabbatarian, mm-hmm. but I'm not looking to get in debates with them about that. And then when he talks about wine, he talks about meat, like, there are things that brothers and sisters in Christ are going to be convinced of that um, the scriptures aren't super clear on. And when it's not clear, Paul says, let us do what is uh, what we are convinced of by our faith. Mm-hmm. So if, if you are looking at the scriptures and you are convinced that the scriptures are saying a particular thing, mm-hmm. and it's not, um, I'm trying to word this the right way without saying anything heretical here. <laughs> it is <laughs> truly a, a fine line to walk. I know, especially when it's recorded and it's out on the internet forever. <sighs> but, and, and you're convinced of something, and it's a, it's what would we would call a second or third tier issue. Mm-hmm. So first tier being Christian or non-Christian, um, second tier being the kind of church that you worship at, um, third tier being something you can worship the same church even and just disagree on these things. So if it's a second or third tier issue, um, but you are convinced that um, it's calling you to do this mm-hmm. certain thing and your action is based off of your desire to be obedient to God's word, it's based off of your faith, then Paul's saying, praise God, you're trying to live in faith. Mm-hmm. Now we want the scriptures to shape all of that. Right. Um, but man, like, yeah, I think I think 
14, in chapter 14, it's summed up very well um, in verse 13. It says, Therefore let, no, let us no longer judge one another. Instead, opposite end of the spectrum, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. Yeah. And, you know, he's saying, therefore, no longer, n- n- never do this. No longer judge your brother and your sister. And rather, never put a stumbling block in front of them. And yeah. and we, I think part of it is culturally in the West, we are used to great freedom. We think it's like, hey, if that's his fault, if he stumbles, that's not my fault, right? We're very individualistic. And so the idea that I need to forego something that I can fully um, partake of simply because it might be causing a brother or sister to stumble is um, it, it rubs us the wrong way. But here, Paul is very clear, like, don't ever do it. Which, yeah. And this is where people have a – if you're going to have a argument against alcohol, um, this would be the place you go right here. This, just say like – you should never do it, and that that uh, that is the jumping off point from what Scripture says now to what to the argument of arguments of men. Yeah. So yeah, that Colossians two eight. You passage. just can't. Well, I'm just, I'm talking about fourteen verse thirteen. Well, I know, I know, but oh, you, the you philosophy. The well, just of like men. Yeah, yeah, because you cannot. You know. Anyway, it's this idea of the heart. So this is what Jesus was always getting after. He wasn't getting after the letter of the law with the Pharisees and, and the Jews and the religious leaders. He was getting after the heart with them. Is their heart yeah. behind this? Do they believe it because they love the Lord, because they love uh, their brothers and sisters? And that's where, as, as yeah. believers, that needs to be our heart. Is, man, are we loving well? Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's really interesting. The, the, the part I pulled out of the Westminster uh, to comment on Ironically, I was not planning this, was the very first part, almost word for word, of the abstract. In section two of the Westminster, it says, God alone is Lord of the conscience, and hath left it free from the doctrines and commandments of men which are in anything contrary to his word, or beside it in matters of faith and worship. So, what they're getting after in this confession, the Westminster Confession of 1647, is that Ultimately, God alone is the source of our conscience, His Word, His Scripture. It's not a pope, it's not a priest, a bishop. It doesn't mean we don't um, submit to or honor um, our, our pastors, elders, even just brothers and sisters who are older, more mature, and younger. They can all speak into it, but they do not have the authority of Scripture. They don't have the authority to bind con- our conscience uh, like Scripture yeah. does. Yeah. No, that's that's really good. Um, and, and there's also something else, like what, what you were talking about with, with uh, Romans 14, about not putting any kind of stumbling block before a brother and sister. It, I'm trying to connect this Christologically to the, the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So the church is called the body of Christ throughout Scripture. And if you love Jesus, if you love um, Jesus Christ more than you love yourself, then you will love his body. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is the body of Christ, a local expression of the body of Christ. So your brothers and sisters in Christ. And so if you are in an area where, or in a situation where you have an opportunity to love your brother 
who's a part of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. or exercise your own liberty for your own building up, then the decision that someone who loves Jesus, who loves his people, his bride, who loves the body of Christ more than himself will make will be in the better interest of that weaker brother. Correct, yeah. Every time. So you know, not yeah. not fifty percent or seventy percent, or like, hey, I am staying yeah. last week. You know, give me a break. Um, yeah, and, and and just to point out some some interesting things on this, you know, we're picking on our own people, the Protestants. Um, you know, we are the people who rail against alcohol or, or um, yeah, alcohol. Like, you don't even touch the stuff. But yet, and just to be clear, but, just to be but, clear. Be, My housewarming gift from Rick was a was a bottle of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so we are not the teetotalers over here who are saying never engage in these things. And and Rick and I, Rick, I don't think I'm going to get you in trouble by saying this. Like, yeah. we'll enjoy a nice cigar. Yeah. Every few months together. I mean, we when, when, and I have a tattoo. When, like all all these. Rick's wife has a tattoo. Like all these things that we're talking about. Like loving. We're not trying to be the guys over here who are no. saying like never drink alcohol never smoke tobacco and never get tattooed like well, we're not yeah, saying yeah. we're not saying that but we are on on that side of the line that it said like we can engage in those things yes however with great caution yeah yeah you need to take caution and be aware of who's around you for the sake of building up the body absolutely um I lost my train of thought on that one well, do you think about it? Sorry for interrupting no, you there. No, I don't me, think me, you are sorry. I really don't think you are. <laughs> I'm only a little sorry, but let me read the passion, or the passion, the portion. Read the passion <laughs> of the Christ. Let me read you the passion of the Christ. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Scene one. <laughs> I want it in the, in the Latin. <laughs> or yeah, the, exactly. the Aramaic, please. Mm-hmm, I got it. Um, so section three of 1689 says this. They, who upon pretense of Christian liberty, do practice any sin or cherish I remember what I was going to say. sinful lust. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> you, want, you want me to share it now? Or? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll pick up here. <laughs> You're going to forget again, so just share yeah, it now. I mean, it, it was connected back to you the thing this. about, you know, like we – with great caution, we we um, enjoy things that some people would be like, oh, you can't even touch that stuff, alcohol, whatever. Um, yeah. But what I'm what I was saying though, before Rob actually interrupted me to, to clarify something, <laughs> to be clear, um, you're, you're just getting even here. Let's no, just no, no. Get the, no. Clarify that. We, you're just getting. We even. are the people who we can rail against alcohol, and everyone's hooting and hollering about it. And we're all like, amen, you know. And we'll preach a message. Preach messages. I've heard multiple times messages saying it is sinful to drink alcohol. And then we'll all get in our cars and go out to eat and be gluttons. The yes. whole stinking yeah. congregation, and, especially us Baptists. Yeah, indulging together, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. it's a good thing. Food is a beautiful thing. Being, being a glutton is a good thing, Rick. No, Come on. food is a good Come thing. On. Eating is a great thing. <laughs> but are we are we called to have self control? Yeah, but yeah. it's just the inconsistency that, and that's what pride does to us. Is we, we get on one little hobby horse or one thing, and we are all um, in danger of doing that with different things. So that's all I was going to well, say. Yeah. Okay. No, and and that actually that that catapults off of this well. So I'll read this again. They who upon pretense of Christian liberty do practice any sin. So the person who's saying, I've got my Christian liberty, but I'm going to practice this sin. Mm-hmm. Um, or cherish any sinful lust as they do thereby pervert the main design of the grace of the gospel to their own destruction. 
So they wholly destroy the end of Christian liberty, which is that being delivered out of the hands of all our enemies, we might serve the Lord without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. So this section is talking about those who do, in the name of Christian liberty, practice sin, what scripture calls sin, but they're practicing it and they're cherishing it in the name of their liberty. Rick, what you were saying about us um, hearing messages about um, how drinking alcohol is sin and then we don't think twice about going out and being a glutton, um, all of these things... Or gossiping. Or gossiping, whether it's food, um, whether it's gossiping, whether it's alcohol, whether... All these things Abuse of God has, has given us to enjoy, mm-hmm. but then when we enjoy them past the limits that he has given us, it then becomes sin. So think of food. The food's a wonderful thing. He's given us taste buds. He's given us the ability to have different kinds of foods. We don't just eat the same thing every meal of the day. Like We've got endless array and all kinds of tastes and all kinds of things we can put together. Like, but when we go further than what he's allowed, it then becomes us elevating food to an idolatrous state, mm-hmm. and we are now serving a different master. Right. And the same thing with alcohol, it's a good gift, but then when we abuse it and have too much of it, it then becomes something that we are elevating to an idolatrous state. Mm-hmm. Same thing uh, with our words. It's a good thing to be able to communicate with one another. God is a God who communicates, and we can then use our words to cause harm and elevate that to an unhealthy state. And so we take these good gifts and just in our fallen state, we abuse them. And so therefore some people have instigated and not instigated, have instituted um, certain walls and safeguards in their lives Mm -hmm. to say like, look, I know that the the line of abuse Mm -hmm. is metaphorically speaking, like 10 feet past that safeguard. Right. However, I'm just not going to go past that safeguard, so I protect myself right. from getting too close to that line. Right. Yeah, yeah. people who, who say, hey, I'm not going to be around, you know, we keep talking about alcohol, but like I'm not going to go to any restaurant that has a bar, I'm not going to be at parties or weddings that have open bars or whatever. And two things can happen. One, the, the immature Christian can almost like make fun of or look down on that Christian because they are being sensitive to their um, their triggers and their their sinful nature. Yeah. Likewise, the person who is seeking to be wise and abstain can also judge their other brothers and sisters who almost like, hey, I'm a, I'm listen, I'm a human, I know how this works. I'm not the one who's fault who feels this temptation. I'm just the one who's being honest about it. It's like, well, that could be true. There actually could be Christians who shouldn't be in this environment or whatever. Um, but yeah. Or they could be, you know. And we're not talking about, you know, heading out to, to the Vegas Strip, you know. It's like, hey, I'm mature enough to handle all this stuff. I like, know. I don't think any Christian should be indulging in those kinds of things. But, you know, to, to be at a party. So you don't think Christians should go to Vegas? Um, indulging in the things that Vegas are known as named for. Strip okay. clubs, prostitution, yep. partying. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that because I think there are Christians who live in Vegas. I'm just saying. Nope. It's I don't want to bind your conscience city. for living. <laughs> Listen, if you live in Vegas, you're lost, um, and God doesn't God doesn't want anyone to go there and save them. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that okay. there, you know, there 
there are absolutes, right? You should not be doing anything that causes you to get drunk. Uh, you should not be doing anything that causes you to fornicate or commit adultery <laughs> with yeah. either completely or with just even in your heart. Uh, anyway, I think the I, the heart of it is are we loving? Is our number one priority priority that we are honoring and glorifying Christ and, and stirring our affections for him? And are we protecting and loving our, our brothers and sisters in Christ well? That's the question. Once yeah. the once the de- the debate becomes what's my right and my freedom, th- that conversation does need to happen. But that's not the heart of of the text. That's the heart of Christian liberty, by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that we have that convers we can have the conversation of Christian liberty is pure grace because it means Christ has set us free. Um, yeah. And so we're dealing with uh, this freedom that we have. We didn't earn it. We didn't purchase it. We didn't work for it. We're dealing with something we have no um, merit to be dealing with. But yet, because Christ has redeemed us, we have the right and the freedom to be discussing and dealing with these things of Christian liberty and conscience. Yeah. Amen, man. Anything else on this you want to touch on? That's it, man. Sweet. Want to hear a funny story? Cool. Yeah. So I recorded our our sermon for for this last week, right? Yes. How did that go? Uh, well, it's a little awkward because as you know, you're just talking to a camera the whole time. Did it look like a Taliban video? No, it didn't. But <laughs> I saw someone tweet that. I know I that, was that was the funniest thing. Pray for all pastors this week as they try to not make their sermons look like Taliban video, video Taliban capture yeah, videos. <laughs> if this happened like ten years before, like earlier, it might be yeah. more of a reality. But no, so yeah. I I like. Get everything set up. I mean, I don't have like I have my wife's iPhone, and uh, thanks to Rob, a tripod. And I bought a little phone tripod thing put on it. So I get everything set up, hit record. It's going great. I'm done. You know, go to the editing process. And I don't know if I had the the thing wrong, but like I cut off like all of my forehead. <laughs> so like half of my head is like gone for the whole freaking video. <laughs> And where can we find this? Oh, it's private. <laughs> um, Stop. No, it is. Um, oh, man. And so then I I put a little video at the end of the sermon saying, hey, guys, um, I'm well aware of the problem here, but I'm not re-recording this. So <laughs> I'm, <laughs> Good for you. I figure if they made it to the end of the video, then they heard me acknowledge it. So. Yep, exactly. But anyway, we're, we hopefully will be doing Zoom from now on for the most part on Sunday mornings. We'll see yeah. how that goes. But so like live, you're just gonna, gonna ch- have everyone hop uh, on. We're there gonna and- try. Yeah, we've been doing a couple nice. of weeks of cool. Zoom with our community groups to get people used to it. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. Great, man. Yeah. Cool. All right, um, guys, you can reach us if you have. I'm sure. I'm sure we didn't cover this thing um, thoroughly, mm-hmm. but it's just what you get for listening to simple theology. So <laughs> I'm not, if, if I'm you not have sure any how questions, I feel about that. The title is Simple Theology, guys. Oh, oh, okay. okay. (laughs) This has been a crap load of an episode, but that's what you get when you listen to Simple Theology. (laughs) Uh, Believe in us a little bit, Rob. (laughs) You're welcome. It's partially heretical, Uh, but that's what you get when you listen to Simple Theology. (laughs) Oh, I almost made a joke there that I shouldn't. So, anyway, before I'm tempted. Yeah. You guys can reach out to us at www.stop, hold on, info at simpletheology.org. 
You can shoot us an email. You can head over to our website at rick, www.simpletheology.org. Not too many people say www anymore. I know. It's kind so of fun. So you can go over to www.simpletheology.org where you can suggest a topic. You can listen to previous episodes. You can uh, find our social media on there. You can reach us on Instagram at simpletheologypod. If Rob ever lets me work the Instagram account... All right, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. You just got to ask me later. Dude, I'll, I'll I've been saying this for weeks. Our listeners are know, witnesses. As soon as, we get off, as soon as we get off here, you know we both forget. I, At least oh, I, I don't do. forget. So you, um, you just got to text me. I'll give you the, I'll give you waiting, the login info. I'm waiting, Rob. <laughs> and, um, you can find us on Facebook. Um, at facebook.com slash, slash Simple Theology. Simple Theology. You can shoot us a call at 614-233-1098. Hop on there, because uh, Rob definitely listens to those. <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now to see if we have any. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I forgot from last time. Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. This is See, this is going to be embarrassing because it just shows that no one calls us. <laughs> hold on. Let me see. You, you said that you were going to play any of these live. Are you going to play them live? Dang it, Rick. You put two of them. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> All right. That was All right, guys. that was a test, this and is, that was weeks ago. Weeks ago, that was March eighteenth. March eighteenth. It is March thirtieth today. So what two is weeks. <laughs> play him. Play him. Here's Rick. No. So okay. Fine. I'll play it. Yeah. I can't. I'm trying to remember what I said. <laughs> oh, you know what you said. Here and one of them. Oh wait. Hold on. Hold uh, on. Can you hear it? See, this is this is what happens yeah, okay. when you uh, speaker. Here we go. There oh. we go. We use a speaker function. Excuse me. Is your refrigerator running? We better catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> the next one's just as good. Have Prince Albert, the can. <laughs> we better let him out. <laughs> Rick's uh, dead. Dude, we used to prank um, call people all the time back in high school, and we'd do all those kinds of stuff. Well, we also we also yeah. um, have another one. Oh. Um, but we will play it on the next episode. Are we supposed we to play to it? Up. Do they say play it? Oh, that's a good. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> this is why um, no one's calling this number. <laughs> Right. Oh my word. Okay, I'll just send it to you. I'll send it to right. you, and you, yeah, yeah, you can right. decide. Okay. Um, but if you know who you are, who left us a voicemail? Thank you. Appreciate you calling. Uh, you know, mi- if you guys didn't, Mister Mrs. Unknown, who we haven't listened to your voicemail in six months, you know who you are. We appreciate you. No, it was March 22nd. It was less than, or it was just over a week ago. <laughs> oh, boy. So if you guys weren't convinced that this show is amateur hour, hope you are now. Oh, my. That's <laughs> funny. But okay, guys. Um, that's it. That's a wrap. We we should totally wrap this thing. It's late. Mm-hmm. Tired. On Monday night. So before it gets any worse. Rick, you got anything else? Peace out, homies. All right. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>